0: Welcome to the LEAD 222 podcast, created to help student ministry leaders stay healthy and become more effective in life and leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Bo Boshears and Dave Hootke. Welcome, everyone, to our LEAD 222 podcast, where we talk about healthy leaders leading healthy ministries. On each of our podcast episodes. We lean into one of our five lead values, and today we're going to be talking about spiritual integrity. And what's really cool, we're going to be really leaning into a topic that you're going to be hearing about more, obviously, on this podcast, and I'm very excited about We have an excellent leader who's going to address this, but it's single in ministry. And uh, so, Dave, why don't you welcome our guest, and let's get started.
1: Yeah, so excited to have uh, a friend, uh, Jen Blessing, on the podcast with us. Jen is the student events coordinator at Northview Church, a multi-site church in central Indiana with 13 locations. She's been on staff at Northview for eight years, starting out as summer intern and getting hired on after that. Jen loves reading, watching Netflix documentaries, hanging out with friends, and she is just amazing. She is an incredible leader. Uh, as well, and uh, I was blessed to serve on staff with Jen for quite a few years. Jen, welcome to the podcast.
2: I am so excited. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, hey, Jen, real quick, um, what is your role right now in Lead 222?
2: Yeah, so I am being coached. It's my first year um, with Betsy Marvin, and I am Learning a lot from um, her leadership in ministry and just all the different things um, she has experienced in ministry, and um, getting to talk to her each month has been really good and really life giving for sure.
0: Uh, Jen, again, welcome to the podcast. I, I think you bring with you're going to bring some great learnings for us. And before we get started, you guys, I got to tell you a story. You know, we are always trying to build an authentic community, and we ask for input and we do advisory boards with all of our leaders. And, and I really was impressed by um, Jen stepping up and really leaning in and leading up to the area when it comes to being aware of single men and women in ministry. And she's already helped us with some of our language to be sensitive to that. And, I, and, and Jen, I just want to say, you know, on this podcast, well done. And so I look forward, we look forward to even learning more of how we can really be that authentic community, you know? So let's get right at it, all right? So, Jen, as we talk about being single in ministry, what are are the misconceptions and challenges of being single, especially in student ministry, and what are some of the benefits?
2: Yeah, I think a few come to mind. Like One one misconception is um, people questioning how we're going to relate to parents and families um, with us. Not having families ourselves or being parents ourselves, um, they might question like how we're going to handle pastoral moments when we haven't gone through it ourselves. And I just think it's important to keep in mind like we as pastors, pastor people through moments that we have never been through ourselves, um, including marriage and families and parenting um, and. So I think I find myself saying a lot. I can't imagine what you're going through right now. And then I just ask a lot of questions to get them talking um, and feeling like it's a safe place um, to talk to, to me about it. Um, I think another challenge is the loneliness that it brings. Um, I don't, have this go-to person to do ministry with. I don't have someone to debrief a tough conversation before or afterwards, um, or even the exciting moments of ministry. Um I I get lonely in continuing to take steps of leadership, not knowing. How it's going to be perceived to single guys as I navigate dating relationships. Um, I also remember a few months ago um, at work, we had a meeting where we completely shifted ministry and we had to shift like several events. And I'm an event coordinator, and a lot of things got wiped off the calendar. Um, And it was just a really tough heavy emotional day and and i went home from work and i just cried on the couch by myself um, and i just didn't have that go-to person to talk to like yes i have community um but when you get home from a tough day like that you just want somebody else on the other side of the couch to talk to about it um but on the more positive benefit side i think a huge benefit to singleness is the freedom that it brings. Um, not necessarily like saying this in a selfish way, but I can do what I want when I want to do it. Um, I feel like I have fewer focuses or things vying for my attention. Um, and I can meet with students when I want to make my own schedule. And, um, I even think of coming home from a trip or retreat like i'm sure it's a great moment to be welcomed by your staff and kids but it is also a great moment after a loud retreat to just <laughs> walk into a quiet apartment um and so <laughs> those are just like some things that are our misconceptions benefits it's all jumbled into one for sure
1: jen that's that's so good and just so appreciate you sharing and um So this question for you, which parts of God's character do you find yourself clinging to more as a single person than maybe a married person?
2: Yeah, such a good question to think about. Um, I think the characteristic that has caused me the deepest heartache is also probably the the characteristic I have the biggest passion for when I talk about it. and that is his kindness. Um, I'm a single person who wants to get married. I know not every single person wants to get married, um, but I desperately do. And, and so when you pray the same prayer for so many years and the answer has yet to be yes, um, you tend to struggle with God's kindness. Um, Is he good? Is he kind? Why isn't the answer yes? Why is he giving so many other people that thing that I've longed for? And so there's deep heartache in that and and tenderness in thinking about God's kindness. But I think that I have a deeper understanding of God's kindness because of it too. And I'm super passionate to talk about it. And I know that deep in my soul, I can hold both of these things in both hands. I can hold the the questions and, and the wonderings and these tender crying out to the Lord moments, all while holding in the other hand that I know that he is good. I know that he is for me. Um, he's, he's good at being God. Um, and I try to create those, those tension moments in conversations with other people. It's, it's something that my, I'm in counseling and, and it's something that my counselor and I talk about often is holding these seemingly contradictory things in both hands, because I think people live in the in the tension of these these situations more often than is talked about.
0: Well said. Appreciate your um, open heart and willing to really to let us in to what some of the struggles are. And obviously everyone doesn't have the same struggles, but man, you're pinpointing it right where you're at, and that's going to be so helpful. You know, I'm I'm going to move to the next question. And you know, you mentioned something in regards to dating, but I'm going to go right into this next question is how do you seek dating relationships while working at the church and how public should you let your dating life be? And I'm curious, especially when it comes to your staff or students, you know, students want to know about your life and so on, but are there, is, do you, you just be yourself or uh, talk to us about that?
2: Yeah, it's tricky for sure. <laughs> um, and I think your different church context might lend itself to different um, struggles or challenges. So I am at a little bit bigger of a church. And so I think that um, it might be a little bit easier for me to keep my dating relationships maybe a little bit quieter than if you're at a smaller church, it might be trickier because people might, it's easier for them to be nosier, I think, um, at a smaller church. Um, But what I decided is best for me is waiting a little bit longer than what's quote unquote normal before I make my dating relationships public Um, I've seen friends who aren't in ministry make their dating relationships public maybe a little bit quicker than I would and and part of that is my personality playing into it Um, but also there are different factors that I have to think through like are my students potentially going to get attached to this to us as a couple or this other guy in my life when I myself am trying to navigate this relationship um and even knowing students watch me a lot um even when I don't realize and I want I want to be a good example for them in all things right like follow me as I follow Christ. And so I want to be a good example in that dating life. Um, but just realizing like my life is on display a lot. And so the difference between having like a public life, a private life, and not necessarily like a secret life, like we don't want to hide things from people, but having that safe environment where um, I have a group of people that know Every aspect of my life, rather than those things are are private than everyone else at Northview, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I I think that I have boundaries when not giving like specific details about situations. Um, I use personal examples without using names or them being able to like figure stuff out. Um, I was in a conversation um, a couple months ago with a student and she was like, how do I get over a guy? And I was like, great question. Um, I have definitely been there before and we talked through like different things that I have tried but what I didn't do in that moment was like share the current guy I was trying to get over um, And so I seek relationships and dating um, in the context of community like I said, like I have a safe group of people that know all aspects of my life um, and I am inviting them in to ask me tough questions, to keep me accountable to bring encouragement um and also like remind me of god's truth through it all um and keeping me focused and um that those general check-ins of how are you doing in singleness how how it, how are the dating apps going you know um how just checking in on different stuff i think is important with that safe group rather than like Random person in the atrium that asks about my dating life.
1: Jen, that's so good. And you know, uh, at Lead, we're, we talk about authentic community. You know, and being able to really have those type of relationships and those people in our life. And we also, you know, we talk about being a healthy leader that leads a healthy ministry. And you know, one of those aspects of being a healthy leader is setting healthy boundaries and so we've talked about some boundaries but with being single there's a perception that you have more time to give to the ministry what would you suggest are healthy boundaries because that's so important when it comes to the amount of time that you spend with students in ministry and also having a personal life
2: yeah good question i think uh pretty much every message i have heard on singleness they say the same two things one, that singleness is a gift. And two, that we need to be using all of our extra time for the kingdom and that we need to wring ourselves out for the sake of the gospel. And to which I would say like 100% yes, those things are both true. Singleness, like marriage, is a gift. And, and yes, we need to use our time for the kingdom, whether married or single, um, but I, I do just think that there is a perception that we as singles have more time to give to ministry or that we should be giving more time to ministry because we're single. I've even heard singles themselves say, I should work more because I'm single. And in a way, it's, it's easier for us to work on nights or weekends or to sign up for that extra commitment because I don't have kids sports games that I have to get to or family days or kids or a spouse that are asking where I am when it's been a really busy work week. Um, I think it's a little bit more socially acceptable in a meeting to say, I can't make it because I want to protect that time for my family or I have to leave early that day because The kid has a soccer game, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't say that. Like, those are good boundaries Um, for married people. I just think it's trickier in a meeting to say, I can't make it because I want to hang out with my friends that night, or simply like (laughs) we have fewer reasons to not be at something. Um, I think sometimes we also work extra to avoid that loneliness that is right there ready to meet us in singleness. And um, we also like the feeling of being needed. um, Or I have found myself finding pride in being the person that works a lot. And you can also say that for marrieds or singles. We do have freedoms, like I said earlier, as a single person. Um, So ministry can look different. Um, It doesn't mean we still don't put healthy boundaries in place. Um, Man, when I started out in ministry and had zero boundaries, I could easily fill every single night of the week, meeting with students, going to soccer games, hanging out with families. And those should happen. It's just, it's a balance and I shouldn't be filling every night, um, with work and with hanging out with students. Um, one habit that I've been really strategic in the last few months is observing a Sabbath. And so once a week, I'm very strategic of doing things that slow me down and that give me life. And so that's, the the once a week rhythm, um, day to day, I try to not check my email after a certain time. My apps shut down at a certain time. Um, And I think it's important for all of us to know our different clues that, that are pinpointers of we're running too fast or that we're running towards empty and I think one for me is I start to view everything like the tough to-do list, but also like the life-giving things on the to-do list just as stuff that I'm like checking off, like powering through. Um, and so those are some boundaries and, and guardrails um, for me in my day-to-day and week-to-week life.
0: You know, Jen, what what is so helpful about this, Dave, I'm sorry to cut you off. What's, what's so helpful about what you just said is, as obviously being a coaching and mentoring ministry i think the insights that you're giving is is very important uh, if i was coaching you you know it would be what you just kind of helped me with is being able to ask you about your boundaries or being able to say hey listen are you that would go with a married person as well but i'm saying the uniqueness of what you just exposed is good and that's why i love that you do have a coach and i and what you said about your transparency and authentic community and being healthy good job i just want to compliment on that i think that's great
1: Yeah, just kind of, you know, honing in on the boundaries piece, Jen, um, what boundaries do you set with your relationships on the staff and with students? You know, I'd love to have you just clarify that.
2: Some of these boundaries are different at different churches. Um, And I even asked my boss, like, what boundaries do you have for me as someone who's single as, you know, he's, he's a male leader. And so what do you have? Boundaries for married women, and they're the same either way. Um, but for us, where we're at, um, you know, and when I have a meeting in his office, the door is always open. Um, one of his walls is glass, and so we're never like alone, private, away together. Um, so it's never just the two of us. We never are alone in a car together. Um, our texting is pretty much only about work. Uh, for my student ministry team, there's a lot of guys on my team. Um, but what is a helpful boundary that um, has been good for me is I'm friends with a lot of the wives of those that are married, and so it's not it feels more balanced to be friends with a couple rather than the guy. Um, and when it comes with to my boss and our relationship. I'm pretty honest and vulnerable about my life with him. Um, we talk about my entire life, not just my work life. But what I think is important is he is never the first person I talk to about a personal situation, nor is he ever the only person I talk to about a personal situation. And so, that's so not, good, Jen. It's not something that I'm like. Only confiding in him on he's not the only one that knows this certain aspect of my life um, and then when it comes to students um, again we're we're never alone with students whether it's me as a single female or a married guy um, and if we have to text a student of an opposite gender it's never just one-on-one, we we will put it in a group chat with another staff member or a life group leader, just so that it's an extra layer of boundary um, and to be above reproach. Um, And so I've been added into different conversations with different students and our male student pastors um, just as an extra balance and they would do the same for me if the situation was flipped.
0: You know, Jen, I'm so thankful that you're a part of our um, lead community. Uh, I really mean that. Uh, I love your leadership gifts and your transparency. But as we close this out, um, I'm going to give you an opportunity to to speak to our audience. As you know, most of them are uh, youth pastors. And uh, we have people outside our lead community, obviously listening to this as well. But what would you say to the youth pastors that are single, that are listening? What words of encouragement would you have for them in regards to just you know, the lane that they're in currently that God in this season, God has them in.
2: Yeah. I would say your church needs you. Your, your ministry needs you. Um, your church needs your balance of perspective when it comes to stage of life, your students in your ministry need to see strong men and women of God that are single. Um, like I said, be honest and vulnerable with your struggles of singleness. Um, but have that safe community where you can really be raw and, and honest and, and vulnerable. Um, don't sit on your gifts or hold them back. Um, believing that it might be in the, in the holding back that you find someone that's something that I have to like continue to tell myself is don't hold yourself back thinking that. Um, you'll you'll become intimidating to potential dating relationships um and also it's it's okay to struggle with the chapter you find yourself in in the in the tension of knowing that god is good and that he's good at being god but also i desperately want this chapter to be over
1: jen So appreciate you. Thank you for uh, joining us today.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Jen. Great job. Excellent. Good job. (laughs)
1: Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hey, I want to give you a quick update on next episode that's going to come out February 10th. We have Vince Parker from Life.Church that's going to be joining us, and he's going to be talking about digital youth ministry, how to build healthy online communities. And uh, Vince just does an incredible job. You're not going to want to miss that. And then also we have another Lead Plus training that's coming out in February, and uh, it's titled Maximizing Short-Term Missions with Matt Swigerman. Matt is a LEAD 222 staff member, and this training is for student ministry leaders who want to improve their systems and increase their bag of tricks with short-term missions. We'll focus on the value of training, preparation phase of the trip, on-trip leadership, and the immense value of the debriefing process after the trip, which is so important. You'll walk away equipped and ready to maximize short-term missions in your ministry. And I'm gonna have the link where you can sign up for this in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. Well, thanks for joining us today. So encouraged. Uh, If this has been um, an encouragement to you, will you share this uh, with your friends? Rate, review it um, on iTunes. And uh, we are so grateful uh, for you. Stay encouraged, stay inspired, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lead 222 podcast. Please consider joining our community of leaders. Together, we're committed to experiencing healthy lives, healthy families, and healthy ministries. Learn more at lead222.com.